Hello and welcome to the Music and Mindset Matters podcast. I'm your host, Christy Russell. I'm a music and mindset mentor and founder of Movers and Shakers Music. I'm also a trained early childhood teacher, piano teacher, musician, mum of two, wife and passionate Aussie entrepreneur. I'm on a mission to spread the magic and power of music and mindset to as many people as possible. Every day I tap into the power of music and mindset and every day I notice how much more focused, resilient and connected I am at work and at home. You could even say I am more in tune with myself and the world around me and I want that for you too. If you're passionate about early childhood education, curious about the relationship between music, mindfulness and the human brain, then this podcast is for you. Join me each week as I discuss all things to do with music, mindfulness and why it matters so much to be advocating for this in early childhood. My goal is to inspire you with stories, research findings and a whole heap of practical tips so that you can have the confidence and skills to embed music and mindset practices into your daily routines and your early learning programs. Because when we love music, we love learning, we love life. Let's tune in. Well, good morning, my dear listeners. Oh, actually, morning, evening. I shouldn't just say good morning. It's morning here when I'm recording this. Um, but you could be in the middle of the night listening to it or in the afternoon. Anyway, hello. Um, it's lovely to have you back for another podcast episode. Thank you for, uh, you know, taking the time out of your busy day or evening to listen to me. That's a, it might seem like a bit of a, um, a silly thing to say, but I imagine that your time is just as important as my time and uh, time is something that a lot of us feel we lack abundance of, feel pressured within. Uh, so yeah, I get that time can be pretty pretty significant. So thanks for thanks for including me in your precious time. My brain is running really, really quickly today this weekend in particular. I'm not sure if it's because the full moon's in Virgo, which is a natural energy of uh, organisation, task setting, goals, actions, all of, all of that, all of those qualities of Virgo um, are heightened with a full moon. Um, I do love the energy of this because sometimes I feel, uh, I feel like I lack this uh, this great abundant energy um, and yeah I'm, I'm really leaning into it this weekend and and getting my getting setting my goals or continuing on my goal setting um, I'll talk to you about that in a moment um, what I'm working on uh, also what is coming to me this weekend is really a reflective process as well but in more of a critical reflection rather than a um, sometimes I don't know how you feel about this, but sometimes when I'm in a reflective mood, I, it's more of a philosophical, a bit calmer state, a bit deeper state. Whereas this weekend's critical reflection is, is quite a high cognitive load. I suppose you would say, I'm not sure if that makes sense to you out there. What I'm, what I mean is that I'm thinking a lot. There's a lot of anal analysis. <laughs> analysis and I have been one to 
suffer from anal analysis paralysis. That's a bit tricky to say. Uh, in the past, so that's one one part of my my sort of my natural character or my default character that I'm working to or looking to work with, uh, rather than have it work against me or me push against it. I'm learning how to um, honor that process of analysis without it paralyzing me and without getting too in depth, um, and therefore not seeing. You know, not seeing the outcome or having clarity. So what I want to talk to you about today is something that I'm, I'm really working on at the moment through um, putting the finishing touches on the uh, on my signature course. Now, some of you who follow me um, may already know a little bit about this. Last year, when I actually launched this signature course, it's an online course um, supporting educators and teachers in the early years to learn how to or learn how to bring elements of musical learning and mindfulness into their programs or their curriculum. Not just how to do it, but why. So there's a real for me there's a a, a really important step in any kind of learning, learning any new skill or um, new subject that you need to understand the why to know the what and then to know how so that's you know any kind of learning whether you're a child a teenager or an adult I think it's really important to have that balance between understanding what you're learning and how to actually apply that in practice so last year and I'm going to be completely transparent with you some of you know this some of you don't so um, last year when I launched this course which I believed would really work um, there were no students enrolled and the initial shock and disappointment was quite crushing I have to say because I put so much effort into firstly uh, you know learning how to write an online course learning how to build the website to house house the course learning how to use Kajabi which is what I use at the moment to um, to have my website do the course uh, have my courses and and my email list and my podcast now um, truth be told I'm not 100% happy with Kachabi for the moment it's helping me to do what I need to do um, it's quite expensive for what I need to do at the same time I don't have a lot of time on my hands to at this stage to look at alternatives although that's something that I have popped on my list of things um, when I finish my priority list so what I want to talk to you about is that particular course so after I got up over the initial shock of you know no students enrolling and me doing this fabulous big launch and putting so much time and investing money and um, you know all of my effort and um, you know it not being you know there was there was certainly some interest of course but in the end there were no students enrolled and I took a took a while to reflect on that and critically reflect I can't even speak critically reflect on the elements that you know I felt worked the feedback that I did get from some people you know around the course seems too involved too long um, they some people had never heard of me personally they they weren't quite sure whether I was the right mentor um, guide educator whatever you want to call me um, you know, and those, that kind of feedback's, um, 
I, great. I, I love feedback. I, as long as it's given constructively and kindly, not shouted at me, I'm quite happy to take on your feedback. Um, and, and, you know, I think that's the bit, that's the only way we're going to learn is if we're willing to take on feedback um, and, you know, understand how that can help us to grow. Some of it, um, some of the feedback I didn't, uh, you know, I'd, it's not that I don't believe in it, but I, I can, I can see why, um, especially around the pricing and the time commitment, because I really believe that, um, when we talk about musical learning and mindfulness, yeah, sure. There's some things that we can take away and, and in a short amount of time and, and do it then and already have it in our, you know, have it at hand and, and learn it quickly. But then other things take a little bit of time and we need to honour that things like that take a bit of time because it's a process, you know, there's a process of understanding the content, really working out what that means for us as an educator and within our service or classroom and then practising it. So um, I'll talk to you a little bit in a minute about the structure of the course because I really want, I'm really proud of what I've done to, to tweak it all now and I'm, I'm getting ready to launch it in a different format. Um, one thing I do want to say that sparked my um, sparked this particular podcast as well I was reading something about um, Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander education and, and including that in or merging it or embedding it into your curriculum and it was a wonderful post by I think it's Wingaru if I'm saying that's if I'm not pronouncing that correctly I'm sorry Wingaru education talking about tokenistic um, uh, cultural bringing in cultural awareness in a tokenistic way and it was a really important um i'm actually going to try and get it up while i talk to you i think i saved it on my facebook um basically without me mashing it up too much um i it talks about um where is it here we go Wingaru education. So being seen as tokenistic is a real fear for many teachers. No one likes a box sticker and let's be honest, no one wants to be one. Um, so it's obvious when people are just including content to tick the box because inclusion is not genuine, there's no heart in it, no meaningful attempt to understand or grow from the experience and no real engagement. If you are genuine in wanting to bring perspectives in, you will take the time to put thought into what you are doing and why. And I really... Um, you know, I really believe very passionately and agree with uh, the the person or the organisation that's that's sharing this content. Um, yes, uh, definitely about Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander content um, and practices, and um, but also about any kind of learning that you're trying to bring in. We need, we can't. It's not going to be helpful or authentic if we just quickly pop it in there needs to be an understanding of why we're doing it a critical reflection on why we're doing it what's the intention behind it um, is it more of approving and the ticking boxes or is it more of a actually no we really believe in this and it's going to come through our thoughts our feelings our words our actions because those are the things that we control right you know, we can't control somebody else's thoughts or feelings, words or actions. We can only control our own. And when I say control, I'm not, I'm not saying control is in manic. Um, yeah, don't 
it's not a big power thing. These are within our power. We have effect. We can respond, you know, with our, we have a, a ability to respond to our own thoughts and feelings and words and actions. So how this relate, and that basically why I'm sharing that with you, it made me think about, well, yes, this is why when I, when I wrote this course, it was originally an eight week course um, and it had loads of information and I wanted to, you know, in the effort to, to share with you as much of knowledge that I have and, um, and that I found useful, you know, I got the feedback that it's, it's pretty big, Christy. <laughs> and those of you who know me in person, yeah, you know, I like to, I, sometimes I do talk too much or I do talk, I do really get passionate and sometimes my information can be too much to digest in one in one setting okay I, I understand that um there's no in cruel intention behind it to bore you to death or to you know it's it is something that I I am proud of myself for wanting to share information but yeah I I've taken that on board um and putting those tweaks on it I have um shortened it to be a little bit clearer a little less intense and less in time as well six weeks so instead of putting it out as a big launch and you know going through all the motions and come and do this and um you know i i know this is going to help you i'm actually stepping back and i'm opening to uh, as an invitation i am seeking the right educators the the right services the ones that are ready to take on the information in a meaningful way the ones who really want to make a difference in their program, not just day, today, but next week, every day, every week, every month, every year, you know, and really contribute to that generational change, which is, you know, the end goal, really. So I've now put it out as a beta course because I've changed a lot of the content not sorry not changed a lot of the content changed the structure of it the content has definitely been um clarified the clarified and simplified because it's a real it's a stepping stone it, yes it's a comprehensive course in musical elements and why they're so important for learning why does our brain love music so much what's mindfulness got to do with that you know and it's you know, I think I really believe it's a timely course. I believe that with all the updates of the early years learning framework in Australia. Now, if you're listening to me outside of Australia, I still believe this is going to be applicable to you wherever you are in America, in the UK, in Ireland, in Canada, because you all have a similar goal with your early learning programs. And that is to support the child holistically, to support the families then to look at the child with a strength-based approach rather than what they can't do. You want to build their confidence. You want to, you want to really help them thrive socially, emotionally. You know that connections are key to, you know, make, uh, to supporting a child's nervous system to be regulated so that they can learn, so that they can take on new information. You know, as an educator, you already know those things. I'm assuming you know them. I'm assuming that that's why you're in the education sector. But then maybe you, 
maybe you don't. Maybe that's an assumption that um, that I wrongly have. I'm not sure. In any case, you're going to learn about it in the course. <laughs> so I guess what my course is, is, you know, from your point of view as an educator, you don't have to know anything about uh, musical learning or mindfulness necessarily. You have to have an interest in, if you want to enroll in the course and get the most out of the course, you need to have an interest in these areas. You might already be using, um, you know, elements of that already. You might already have some nice relaxing music playing in, uh, in your rest times, or you might be using um, yoga or something that's typically typically um, related to mindfulness and that's great I love you know I'm, I'm hoping that you there's a lot of you out there that do that but for those of you who don't and would like to then this is the perfect course for you and when I say it's a beta course it's a special yes there's a discounted price on it because what I'm asking and what I'm inviting is for seven educators I have space for seven educators to be a part of this course for the first time so you're yeah if you want to say you're my guinea pig if that makes sense to you I would love for you to join me on this course and help me make it the best course ever so in return for my services you know my training and my guidance and the content that I've created that I believe will support you in the best way I would like your input on, yeah, actually that really helps me or no, I don't really understand that. Can you show me in a different way? Or actually we already do that, but can we do more of this? So I'm really invite putting the invitation out there for people, educators, teachers in that early year space, whether you're in Australia, um, it doesn't matter. Yes, there'll be links to our curriculum, but I really believe that universally when you're working in the early year space you do have those basic understandings of you know connection matters first and foremost relationships matters socially and emotionally um, connecting with children and supporting their their regulation that way is the key because that's what's going to open up their you know frontal lobes for learning and and to create memories and when children are safe when anybody's safe that's when learning takes place and in the best way possible so um, you know play-based education um, that's that to me is universal in the early years space so that's a huge part of of the course content so I'm putting it out there for any educators that really want to know how they can bring those elements of musical learning from the research it's all ba all backed by research neuroscience neuromusic research um, a lot of my research uh, learnings come from dr anita collins through bigger better brains um, through you know always linking back to um, all the theory you know pedagogical theories in early childhood socio-cultural um, our um, you know thinking about vygotsky thinking about braun from brenner thinking about um, nature pedagogy connections different forms of intelligence you know all of those things it's developmental psychology educational psychology everything is going to come back to some form of research because that's the why you know we're we're blessed 
with an abundance of research, uh, even you know trauma-informed practices. We're blessed with so much research. Sometimes it can be a bit overwhelming, and my uh, my job is to unpack that for you and for it to make sense to you as much as possible. And then, so we'll learn about the effect of music and my, uh, music on the and the brain and the connections between that. We'll we'll touch on the effect of uh, sorry, not the effect of language development and how that's very closely related and linked to the way that our brain focus, uh, brain processes musical sounds and musical elements. We'll touch on what mindfulness is and why things like regulation matters, you know, co-regulation and self-regulation of the emotions and the nervous system. You know, we'll, we'll touch briefly on those just so that you have, oh, that's the wind coming in, so that you have an understanding of why we're doing what we're doing. Because each week I'll ask you to do something. I'll give you an action step that you can actually practice with the children that you're working with and caring for. So while you don't have to have any experience in musical learning or be a musician or, you know, have any have much to do with mindfulness, you do need to be working with children or studying so that you can um, studying with them and being out on placement or with your training. Because that's the best way that you're going to make it meaningful for you. So I will give you each week the learning and you'll go away and you'll watch the watch the recordings that I've done. They're short recordings. Most of them have three lessons. There'll be four in the part where we talk about um, musical learning and child development. So the links between different age groups. So it's really tricky to break that down into three parts because we've got babies or pre-walkers that have specific needs and, and elements of their development. And then you have the toddlers who are learning to, who've just learnt the freedom of walking. <laughs> and then we move into the preschool. And then again, we've got kinder. So I wanted to do, I wanted to um, do as much as I could to really separate those areas. Even though a lot of you in Australia are working in preschool and having the kinder kids in there as well. So three to five. Um, and within that, I mean, these are typical development. I don't, my specialty is not atypical development or neurotypical. Um, so I don't, I don't go into that too much. I touch on it enough for you to understand and for you to see that there are other ways of, um, other ways of developing and other aspects and other things that contribute to development. But also, I mean, I'm now working across grade ones and twos. And it's really important to understand that some of those grade ones are still socially and emotionally at a kinder age or a prep age or their abilities or their language skills or their physical skills might not be where they're supposed to be. And I'm doing the little air, um, what do you call the things? Air talking marks. <laughs> um, you know, they, these are just guidelines. These are guidelines of, of what, typical development is but we also need to know what's outside of those guidelines so that we can have a broader view and make judgments according to our knowledge a broader knowledge so that if we have you know a three-year-old that we're working with and their you know social emotional capacity is more of a one-year you know what we might expect as a one-year-old then we're not going to put too much expectation on them 
you know if we observe a three-year-old and their communication is um, only a couple of words you know generally we would expect a three-year-old to have you know a, a lovely five six sentences and be able to to speak very clearly and be understood and and if not well then then we can adjust and differentiate our learning and and you know have expectations that are based on that child's strengths and what they need and so it's really important to have an overview even if you are always working in the baby's room or even if you are a kinder teacher and working only with four and fives it's really important to have that broader knowledge and I'll also bring in a little bit again just a little bit about language development and reading skills so phonological awareness because it's important for you to know what you're working toward why you're bringing all of these things in early in that birth to five space because once they go to school once the children go to school it's a whole different ball game and so my role in the last few years working in those early years of primary school have really really made me realize oh my goodness it is so important for children you know especially three four and five year olds to have very very well developed phonemic awareness you know the ability to recognize different sounds to pick up particular sounds in language to be able to filter out lots of other big noises around so they can concentrate so when we have an awareness of of a broader view and this is why I call it a comprehensive course I really believe that it can give us so much knowledge and then we can make um, independent judgments or you know we're we're more inclined to make an informed decision based on the observations that we have and the knowledge that we have and that to me is a skilled educator you know when we're able to draw from our vast array of knowledge our knowledge bank connect it with what we're observing and think about well what does that mean for that child and and have that child their strengths their interests their their needs you know within the context of their family and the service what does that mean for them how can i connect with them on their level to bring out the best in them and also how can i connect with them that's going to be you know important to me how how is that how can I best connect with the children and families we work with that's in alignment with what's valuable to me and the center that I work with and the culture that I'm in and all, all of those things it feels quite deep <laughs> I do think very deeply about things I, I really do and that's why I think that I really am I'm proud of this course because um, I want to be able to uh, bring to light all of the thoughts and the, the readings and the learnings and, and my own work experience in a way that helps other educators tap into their amazing abilities because every educator is different in, you know, in how they, you know, of course we've got some similarities in that we're working with the children now, our motivation is you know, helping those children thrive in their learning environment and their development and all of that. But the way we do it might look a bit different to somebody else. So, you know, we, we will touch on that as well in, in one of the modules where we talk about our own mindset, how we learn, how we see 
um, elements of uh, how, how we cope with challenges, how how resilient we are, why our resilience matters, why it's important for us to be able to regulate um, as adults so that we can be that regulating person in the room when there's children that are struggling to regulate. And we all know that, you know, toddlers, those two and three and four-year-olds typically, they've got great big emotions and they're allowed to. That's their massive developmental Um, season that they're going through and if we can make that season a fabulous abundant season full of tools and and tricks that we can support them in a positive way then oh man that makes such a difference to how they're going to grow you know in the moment of course I don't always want to talk about the future child because it's just as important to you know to have the being part of of our framework and and life itself, you know, to be in that moment. Um, I feel like I'm going down a rabbit hole of philosophy again. (laughs) So why is this important? Why is, where does that come into what I'm doing at the moment? Okay, so I learnt from feedback, from my own critical reflection, from, from my own emotional disappointment. Of course I was disappointed. But why was I disappointed? Because I really wanted it to work because I put my heart and soul in the course. And so I've made some adjustments and I really believe that this time I'm going to get a wonderful, wonderful group of educators. Now I have space for seven. And I would invite, you know, if there's more, I'll consider that. But seven is a really special number for me. And I feel that I could give lots of energy to seven people in this working out process because it is a working out process like I said when I even when I run the routines to rituals workshop I always get really different feedback really different ideas and resources and I love doing that workshop I'd love to be able you know I've done it online a few times but I'd love to be able to do that in person so I can connect with more people in real life that's you know, if, you, if you're wanting me to come and do that, please get in touch. I don't want to digress about what I'm doing at the moment, but um, coming back to the musical. So I've even changed the name. Instead of music and mindset, I've called it musical mindset and approach to early learning because that's what it is. When we think about our different approaches, we have anti-bias approach, we have nature pedagogy approach, we have Reggio Emilia approach. I believe that a musical mindset approach to early learning is a really wonderful holistic way to integrate two of the most wonderful brain charges, you know, elements to charge our brains and our bodies and our our hearts so that children are thriving, so that educators are thriving as well. So this is not just for, um, for the educators, it's for the children as well. Because we know that there's a lot of burnout, there's a lot of stress in early childhood education. There's a lot of joy, a lot of satisfaction, job satisfaction, but there's also a a huge amount of people that are feeling really pressured and overwhelmed, um, especially in terms of behaviour support, um, regulation, co-regulation. So there are six modules, that means that this is six weeks. When you enrol we will do a group onboarding call. Actually, I'm going to backtrack. If you are interested in learning more 
about this course and you would like to apply for your in, uh, apply to register for this course your first steps are to click on the link in the show notes and that will take you to a page where you fill in a form that says your name where you work and um from memory is there a space where you want oh yes and what your role is now if you are an educator or teacher and you're really interested in this course but you're probably not going to be the one paying for it that's okay you can still put your name down because then what you'll get is a link to a calendar booking with me and you can book in for your 15 minute free call and that's like an information session just for you now you're welcome to bring your manager or your director or whoever's going to foot the bill <laughs> if it's just you great um, you're welcome to bring them along so that they can understand the process as well now there's no obligation for you to sign up to anything it is just an information session to find out whether you are really ready to commit to this course because you're you know if we set clear expectations and you know what to expect I know what to expect and then we can make an informed decision from there we'll talk about the course length what's expected um, the cost of the course what well, your investment in the course I want to make sure that you understand it's an investment and any questions that you have so you can find out more about it that um, through the link that where you're going to be led to my website and there's some questions there frequently asked questions uh, but the best thing for you to do is to pop your name down so that you can then get the link so you're on my radar um, book in a chat with me you've got until March the 7th so that's a couple of weeks away because I want to get this out there as soon as possible I'm really keen to do this I've got the motivation I've got the passion I've got the knowledge and the skills to support you so I want to know if you're interested and if you're really committed to it then let's collaborate because if you think about it this is the first course of this kind of course there's other learning modules and things that you can do but this is the first comprehensive online course for educators and teachers in Australia you know this is a really important time in the early childhood early years sector to make wonderful changes to boost our sector boost our ability to really you know to really support young children and support each other and to collaborate in teams and to really make a positive impact in terms of our health and mental well-being as well as social emotional physical cognitive language development all of it so after we have our 15 minute call then it will be up to you whether you want to enroll or not and when you when you make that decision that is going to be um, that's obviously your decision you'll need to talk about it with your manager or director and you know I really hope that you are on board with that I hope that that's going to be something that you're going to lean into wholeheartedly because I need your input as well I need your um, I'm not on the floor anymore in early childhood space I now work in primary school so I'm not often in the space unless I go in to do a music and movement workshop or unless I'm going in to do some training so I need your eyes and ears and brains to to help me to tell me 
what you need. And that's really important and that's where the collaboration comes in. And I'm all about collaboration. And that's my mission. So if you would like to be part of my mission, then come and join me. Come and, come and make time to have a chat with me. And, um, and then we can go from there. So I hope you've enjoyed my, my little chat today, my conversation. I hope it sparked some interest in you know, the possibility of, of learning something new or building upon what you're already doing in your centre. I believe this course is going to have a wonderful positive effect and outcome in our early learning space on so many children, so many families, so many educators. I believe there is so much positivity and support that this course can offer and I really believe that and I invite you to to be curious and open-minded about that too. So what you need to do now is click on that link, find out the information that you need to find out, fill in the form and then make your time to call and have a chat with me. All right, that's it from me, guys. Have a wonderful day or evening wherever you are and I'll look forward to hearing from you and chatting with you soon. Okay, bye for now. This episode was brought to you by my signature course, Musical Mindset, an approach to early learning. It's the most comprehensive online course for early childhood educators and teachers and you can check it out at my website, moversandshakersmusic.com.au. Remember the double O in movers. You'll also find on the website other training opportunities and free resources to inspire you and boost your confidence and skills to bring musical learning and mindfulness practices into your daily routines. If you love this episode, please spread the joy and share it with a friend. Tag me on social media at moversandshakersmusic. And remember to download it, give it a rating because that really helps me to continue creating confidence that's relevant and useful for you and so many others. I'm Christy Russell and I'm here to help you understand why music and mindset matters. See you again soon.